0: Our text for this evening's meditation is from Acts chapter 3, these words, And you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, the theme for our service this evening is a return to the Lord, a return to the Lord uh, from our betrayal, our betrayal of him. Now that's a hard topic, that's a hard topic, admittedly. It is, after all, easy to think of the times that we have denied Christ, that is, have not admitted our connection to him, our life of faith, our Christianity. When we hear of Peter denying Christ three times, we can, if we're honest, hear ourselves hear ourselves at one moment in our lives or another in what we've said and what we've done. But betrayal? Betrayal? That's a bit harsh. There the actions of Judas come to mind, the actions we heard about just a few moments ago the procuring of a band of soldiers and other people to go out and in a clandestine fashion arrest Jesus. Certainly none of us have done that, nor could we. It's not even possible now. So betray Christ in other ways. In other ways, let's consider that. To betray someone means to be false or disloyal to them. That is, to be one way in their presence and another when we're not. Betrayal also involves doing or saying that which is intentionally harmful to someone who thinks we're their friend. So betrayal is covered by the Eighth Commandment, where we're taught in the meaning of the small catechism that we certainly are not to betray our neighbor. Our text for this evening, the words of Peter, and you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. Note the betrayal of mankind. Mankind's betrayal of God, our creator. Specifically, these words were directed at the Jews who had gathered around the apostle Peter and John in the temple in Jerusalem and had gathered around those two apostles because they, in the name of Jesus... Had healed the beggar who sat at the gate of the temple begging for alms every day. They'd healed the beggar who could not walk, but who then was found to be with Peter and John walking and leaping and praising God. Of course, the one who had healed the beggar was not Peter and John, but Jesus, the one killed by those same Jews, when they, stirred up by the chief priest, cried for his crucifixion during the Passover festival. The author of life is what Peter called Jesus there. And truly that is what Jesus was. That's who Jesus is, the author of life. For it's through Jesus, through the very Son of God, that all things, even all living things, were made. It's what we read in John 1, when we read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not Anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The crucifixion of Jesus, therefore, mankind killed, murdered, that which actually gave mankind life. It was an act, this crucifixion of the author of life. It was an act of deliberate disloyalty. Or in other words, betrayal. Now, this word betrayal, we don't hear too often nowadays. It, in fact, as a word, is being used less and less and less. Yes, every once in a while, the news of this spy or that spy comes to our ears, but there, even in the news, there's not talk of deliberate disloyalty or betrayal as much as as a person with a conscience feeling they needed to tell the world everything they knew. Still, When a spy is deliberately disloyal to his or her country, he does, she does betray it. Betray that country. When we're disloyal to a friend, disloyal to a family member, when we lay them out before the world for our own benefit, we betray them. And here I'm not talking about revealing some sort of secret sin, but simply opening them up to public ridicule no longer putting the best construction on their actions, but somehow abandoning them to the world to let the world do with them what they will. It is perhaps just because such a betrayal occurs. In the awful modern instances when a grown son or daughter has killed a mother or father, that such a murder is treated somehow differently, somehow more heinous than other murders often involving questions of mental stability, of sanity. Why? The ones who gave life were murdered by the one to whom life was given. In the case of Jesus, even more insult to injury occurred when Barabbas, a murderer, a taker of life, was preferred to the one who was the giver of life. Jesus Christ, by those same Jews in the temple that day. So, the crucifixion of Jesus was nothing other than the utter betrayal by mankind, the utter betrayal of the one who gives man life. In the third reading this evening, we heard about the mechanics of that betrayal of Judas, procuring officers and soldiers from the chief priests and Pharisees to go and arrest Jesus by stealth. Here, for clarity's sake, we can think of the capture of Osama bin Laden a few years ago now, his death and burial at sea, all done under cover of darkness by stealth in order that it could be done, and the masses in Pakistan where he was hiding or the great, greater Islamic world not rising up in protest and perhaps preventing that capture. Chief priests and Pharisees in paying Judas to betray Jesus were thinking in the same way. Believing it was better to apprehend Jesus under cover of darkness outside of Jerusalem so that the masses in Jerusalem for the Passover would not come together to rescue Jesus. And Jesus noted as much when he said, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. And then it says there in scripture, They all left him and fled. So our big question, our big question this evening, can we really find ourselves in this account? Can we find ourselves there? Can we speak of our own betrayal of our Savior, a deliberate disloyalty? I think so, I think so. Our betrayal of Jesus occurs when we turn him over in our lives, turn him over to the world, and perhaps do so also also under the cover of darkness. No, we don't betray Jesus in broad daylight for everyone to see, perhaps posting this and that about him on our Facebook page for the world to read. No, our betrayal of Jesus is more along the lines of when we subtly turn him over to shame and scorn, and we don't defend him, we don't speak well of him, We don't die with him. It's hard to imagine our participation in such an activity, but we do so when we open up our Savior to ridicule or even our fellow Christians to ridicule. And and we do nothing, we say nothing. Perhaps we even flee. Perhaps we're at a family gathering and the question comes up as to whether or not we still attend church and when we in fact admit, admit that we still do attend church, we can then find ourselves admitting to the quirks and the oddities of a Sunday morning, pew cushions that are too hard, sound system that doesn't work, and there's the odd thing that happened in the service this week with that odd person that comes to church every Sunday. Before you know it, we're ridiculing our fellow Christians, and ridiculing our Savior with the best of them. No, I'm not talking about some sort of misplaced congregational or synodical loyalty, the kind of loyalty you can find in high school football team members or in some corporate cultures where a a misstep with our tongue can mean we ride the bench for the rest of the season or find ourselves walking out of the building, the contents of our desk in a box, in corporate security by our side. No, I'm talking about the loyalty expressed the day we were confirmed before the altar of our home congregation and on that day promised to continue steadfast in our confession of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior from sin and death and the power of the devil, rather than fall away from it even to the point of death. So have we done that? Have we done that consistently throughout our lives, remaining loyal to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continually? Or have there been times when we have abandoned him, leaving him, betraying him in our hearts and minds as we have pursued our desires in this world? And when asked about Jesus... We have not simply denied Jesus like Peter, but have betrayed Jesus with a comment like, well, yes, but I'm no zealot. I don't take everything that seriously. If so, let us repent and let us return to the Lord from our betrayal of him. And in returning, be assured that our sins of betrayal, even, are forgiven. And what is more, that our Lord and Savior Jesus will never, ever, ever betray us, never cease to be loyal to us. Here we need simply to think about all of the times, all of the times throughout our lives that things did not become known about us, sins of thought and word and deed, covered up by our Father in heaven, through his Son, Jesus Christ, in his mercy, in his loyalty to us, in his fidelity towards us more, a fidelity that's greater than we will ever express towards him. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the canticle.